Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Brett Allen here chatting with Devin Kawaoka about two amazing projects and a really great career. We're talking Chicago Med. We're talking Shrinking on Apple TV Plus. Uh, Lucifer, I mean, just a very big filmography. Thank you for your time. It's a pleasure to meet you and chat with you today. It's a pleasure to be here. And look at all those beautiful faces behind you of the Chicago Med crew. Such a Yes, yes. Well, we've had quite a few of your castmates on over the years. Okay. And uh, yes, and you, well, we'll start with Shrinking on Apple TV and then we'll talk about Med because you do have a big episode coming up. And of course, no spoilers, but Shrinking on Apple TV Plus is just such a great show. I'm a huge fan of this and I really hope that you all get more episodes. Let's talk about that because you play a very important and significant part in the story how did that project come about for you in particular obviously you got an audition and that sort of thing the better question would be is what interested you in it as a storyteller yeah um you know right when i got the script and the sides i was just so taken by how much heart there was in it and that's not surprising coming from bill lawrence and brett goldstein and jason siegel they're known for sort of like big feelings and of course with ted lasso and that positivity, the radical empathy. Um, the script was so funny, while at the same time, always operating from a real place of care. And I just felt so, um, you know, at that time, Michael Yuri had been announced that he was gonna play Brian. So I was really excited to uh, imagine a life with him uh, as, you know, as, as it would be with game nights and uh, Yahtzee maybe, mafia, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> Mafia. I like that. That's a good yeah. one. Um, that's not one that you hear about often. Well, it's such an interesting story because you really get two sides. You typically in a show like this, you might just get the one myopic view from the therapist or the person that's doing things, but you also get to see the relationships of the couples or the people that are coming in and getting the therapy and that sort of thing as well. So I love that you get both sides. So it's really like a multifaceted diamond. You're seeing all sides. And I think that's what makes the show so appealing. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, I think when it comes, you know, the show centers around grief, it centers around this uh, uh, loss of uh, Jason, uh, Jimmy's wife, uh, J uh, Jimmy played by Jason Siegel. And um, that loss reverberates throughout the entire community in many different ways. Um, even if they're not directly affected by the loss, they're affected by being friends with or colleagues with or partners with. And um, there's just something so beautiful about having grief be coupled with um, the laughter that comes around with it. I remember when my father passed, I was uh, amazed by actually just how much laughing we all did as we sat around the table and talked about his life. Yeah, such a beautiful story. I mean, it's just been fun to watch this and to see, again, your character and their relationship and just how complicated life can be, but also finding humor, which I think, as you mentioned, is important, really. It's not always funny at first, but if you can find humor in it, I think that's what draws people into this. 
Yeah, though, man, that cast, they are funny. I mean, I have never, I laugh so hard watching week to week. It's so fun to see them crack such great jokes, like just time after time and the writers are killing it. It's really incredible. Yes, and Jason mentioned in an interview for the show that he, I mean, he's done humor. That's what he's known for is being funny, Mm -hmm. but has changed his mind in the last few years or so, which has caused his career to slow down a bit, but really using humor as a tool to drive a story versus him just being like the funny naked guy in all of the movies, right? Which I think people think that's funny, but also having humor with meaning. Now, working I mean, with Jason... If that was my tombstone, I'd be happy, right? Yeah. Funny naked guy. <laughs> yeah, funny naked guy. Yes, that's what we'll title the episode. I'm joking. <laughs> so when you're working with masterminds like this, how much is scripted or how much is improv or is it all pretty much written out for you? Well, I mean, first and foremost, Bill Lawrence and the writing team, they're, and Brett Goldstein, obviously, they're geniuses. So to mess with their words is, you know... Uh, would be it would be a sin against humanity, a crime. Um, uh, but then, of course, there's t- lots of playing because everyone understands that comedy comes from the moment. It comes from uh, you know listening to what's happening in the situation. And with such brilliant comedic you know comedic geniuses like Michael Yuri, Jessica Williams, Jason Siegel, Krista Miller, Harrison Ford, Luke Tenney, the whole cast. I mean, it's just like it's. It's so uh, easy for them to just come up with another button, another joke, an alternate joke. And a lot of times you'll sit there and I remember during um, an episode that's coming up, uh, maybe this week or next, I remember watching Jessica Williams just like, like riff for on like a certain thing and just and had the writers and everyone in Video Village like just hysterical. I love those stories are so much fun to hear because like when we watch this, you go, Oh, they're having a good time, but it emotes through performances when you can tell that you really are having fun and you're telling a serious story, but also there's humor, which I have to say, congratulations. It's just really smartly written and performed. And as I mentioned at the beginning, I really hope you get more episodes or they continue on with this. Because Apple TV has really struck gold with these types of stories, I feel. Mm, yeah, I, you know, I, I am a big fan of Apple TV. I haven't, I have not, every, every series they come out with, I'm always so fascinated to watch. I was excited to see when Dear Edward came out. So, uh, you know, I have maybe a little bit of a difference of opinion about that. But what I will say is that what I love about this show is that it has um, a real, uh, uh, you know, laughter is the key to people's hearts and minds. Yeah. And I think that that is really accomplished so well by this team. 100%. Well, let's talk about these beautiful people behind me, Chicago Med. Mm. This has been interesting. When the freshman class, as I like to say, comes on to a show, you, Lila, Connor, we've had those folks on, and we've been waiting to have you on to talk about this because we... And I say we, meaning everybody, I think finds your character extremely fascinating because we have got. Read me, read me, Brett. What do you want to say about me? me. (laughs) Drag me. We need to do it live. No, no, no. We would never do that. I promise your publicist we wouldn't speak any spoilers. I have seen this episode. So by the time this airs, that episode will have been on TV and streaming. So people will know. 
But it's interesting because you all came in and everybody has different experiences in their background. We got a few episodes of your character and then we haven't seen you for a while. Now you're coming back again. How would you describe that character? Because it's like he's new, but also has experience. And out of the three of you that have come on the season, butts heads the most with the senior staff. If that's a fair senior assessment. Senior staff and the fans, it seems. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, he, Kai has a real need for perfection. Yes. He really likes to be in, uh, in charge, maybe, but I actually think what he likes to do is know, right? Like, he likes to be uh, be the best surgeon that he can possibly be. And I think that any human, there are lots of reasons why a human might need perfection out of protection, out of feeling less than having a, any sort of childhood trauma, but I'm gonna leave that all to, you know, Diane and Andy who write the series so well um, as to what that might be. I, of course, as an actor have reasons as to why Kai um, operates the way he does and speaks the way he does. And um, I imagine that he has suffers from a fair amount of um, uh, social anxiety, you know, not being able to relate to people for certain reasons and, um, it comes off as arrogance, but I think it's protecting kind of a warm heart. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I, yeah, I mean, I know people have their opinions. I don't know. I've always asked your co-stars in the past, everybody really that we've had. And I always like to ask, do you read what fans have to say or do you keep away from it? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't actually. I would. I only know because um, I have some friends, like maybe my mom has told me. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but no, I don't. I, I learned a long time ago that that wasn't, first of all, just uh, helpful to my artistic process, nor um, uh, healthy for my my soul and my my mind and my my emotional state. Um, but um, also because there's a reason why there's conflict on television. It's because it's exciting. It's interesting. Yeah, people love if it. If I were to start to soften Kai because of what the fans thought, I think, you know, we wouldn't have such an exciting show, you know, like... There's, it's fun to have a character walk on screen that you want to roll your eyes at every time you hear him speak, you know, like it's fun <laughs> to have those, those people who you just go. love to hate, right? Every, you can think back to like every hit TV show that there's someone that they love to hate on there. And as, as, uh, as frustrating as you might find them, they also become beloved, you know? Yes. So again, another fun question I like to ask wonderful cast from these shows with the people behind us, minus one in the middle that has left, which one would Kai connect with the most? Or which one would you like to have more scenes with if you were able to? Uh, you know, that's, that's a little bit above my pay grade. But what I will say is that um, uh, Crockett and I, obviously I came in as Crockett's uh, re resident. Uh, he's my mentor and the person who's uh, training me to be a surgeon and um, despite the fact that they butt heads, I actually think uh, Dr. Marcel really understands Kai and the yeah. surgeon's mind and has a lot of patience for his bluster because he he can see the, the way Dom Rains plays that character. He's so um, empathetic uh, and, and uh, really can see people and 
see where they are and meet them where they are. And I think Kai is actually the perfect uh, intern for him because he can sort of uh, speak to Kai's bigger surgeon ego, you know, something more representative of a, of a normal real life surgeon, but also uh, can speak to uh, the thing that he's trying to protect underneath. Yeah, I agree 100%. And we have, we often do those one Chicago big press days where we get a chance to talk to everybody, including the writers and showrunners. And they know us by now. And they're always like, what is Breck going to ask us as far as like why we write these characters the way that we do? Because I think I find that equally as fascinating just as the storytelling that you do with Kai and all of the relationships. Very fun. Congratulations on all of this. As I mentioned at the beginning, you've done some really fun things, but where did that journey begin for you, Devin, as a storyteller? What interested you in becoming an actor? Yeah, you know, I I saw movies, I saw plays, and I just had this, I just wanted to be up there. And I don't, it wasn't about being like up the applause or the center of attention. I think it was because of how much fun they were having. Yeah. I could see how much fun they were having playing pretend. And um, so, and I also then started, my mom was like, well, if you wanna be an actor, she's a scientist, both my parents were scientists. She's like, well, if you wanna be an actor, you must go take class to learn how to be an actor. And so she constantly was enrolling me in all of these theater schools and acting things. And I became to, I came to love like acting education, like actually learning about acting. So much so that then I ended up going to NYU for my undergrad and NYU again for my MFA. So I got my terminal degree and I just fell in love with the craft, wow. like what it meant to tell people stories and um, to really radically empathize with the people that um, you get to play. Um, everyone has a story behind why they act the way they do. And um, I feel very lucky that I've gotten to play all the characters that I have. Yeah, you've played some fun ones. Last question, and it's a big one. How are you in the Chicago winters? Have you gotten used to it yet? How do you oh. feel about it? <laughs> you know what? I'm from Rochester, New York. Okay. I'm a ski racer. So I, I'm used to the cold being out on the mountain for long periods of time. I'm prepared. Um, uh, I always wear a pair of long johns. Uh, because it's my legs that get the coldest. And I'm, I have a nice big um, puffer jacket that I wear uh, to keep myself warm. So, you know, as long as you have the accoutrement, you can survive anything. Yes, yes. Well, again, congratulations, Devin, on all of this. It's fun. I cannot wait to see more episodes of Shrinking and, of course, Chicago Med. Thank you for your graciousness and your time today. I really appreciate it. And it was been fun chatting with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Brett. Really nice to meet you. Likewise. 